This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One, two, one, two, yeah, yeah, hey, hey. Waking up with Energy 95.3. Waking every morning. When you wake up in the morning. Now here's Tucker and Mora. Welcome to the Take Two Podcast. You've made it. You have arrived. So this is where we look back at the week on the air. The week that was. So if you missed anything, you might get a chance to hear it in this podcast. And if it's something you heard before and you're like, I heard this already. Then you just press that skip 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. skip 30 seconds, skip 30 seconds button. Or maybe it'll be even better the second time, (laughs) Tucker, right? Could be. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you know when the new one comes out. And uh, we'll do it every week. Thanks for listening. Just reading about how a 13-year-old Canadian kid just solved a 27-year-old missing person's cold case. What? Yeah. How? So this 13-year-old boy named Max was using his GoPro, had a waterproof case. He was uh, at this lake in the interior of British Columbia. Okay. And he thought he spotted something. And it turns out, uh, using his GoPro, he's able to figure out that what he spotted was, in fact, a submerged car. Wow. They called the police. Yeah. And it turns out this part of the lake is very close to the Trans-Canada Highway. It's like right beside the highway. Okay. And 27 years ago, there was this woman in her 60s who was driving from British Columbia to Alberta, and she just vanished. And nobody knew where she went, what happened to her. Uh-huh. And it turns out what the likely scenario is, because the body was still in the car, Mora. Oh, my God. Is that this woman lost control of her vehicle somehow, yes. ended up going off the highway and going into this lake. And wow. the car, when you see the the condition of the car, I mean, it's in uh, really good shape. I recognize it right away. It's like an old Honda Accord. And the license plate was there, so they were able to quickly put everything together and figure out who this woman was and at least inform her family members who have always had this question mark for oh. the last 27 years as to what happened what to their happened? mom or their you know their sister whoever her relatives were at least they know that whatever happened yeah. it happened fa- fast i'm assuming yeah and and just to know could you imagine just not knowing what happened to your mom for example yeah wondering if you see her in a crowd like is that yeah, her yeah yeah oh. whatever <gasps> so the gopro he was just shooting a, like a shot of the messing lake? around with his gopro my daughter asked for a gopro the other day she's like i want a gopro i'm like what are you gonna do with it yeah turns out you just solve crimes <laughs> this is uh, the 13 wow. year old uh, kid max i couldn't imagine what it'd be like for that many years not understanding whatever happened to a loved one Man, that guy's got a deep voice for 13, I was just eh? going to say. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like for that many years not understanding whatever happened to a loved one. Well, I uh, <laughs> was using my GoPro out on the lake, and uh, I noticed there was something at the bottom. <laughs> Who talks like that when they're 13? Uh, a kid that's going to go on to be like a really cool investigator. I uh, could tell there was uh, something peculiar about the bottom of the lake. <laughs> How old are you? So I did, I'm 13, Nora. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I uh, matured quickly. Right. Opposite of uh, 
Tucker, who you work with. Yeah, I know. He looked like a child when he was in university. You want to know what I sounded like when I was 13? What? Pretty sure there's a car at the bottom of that lake. <laughs> well, I'm really happy to have helped this uh, family get some closure. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, yeah. That is amazing. What's going on with kids today? All the hormones in the meat. Guys, got the voice of a 27-year-old. Yeah, well, he's lucky. <laughs> yeah. He's lucky. Okay, you have to pick one of the following three scenarios to try and win a million dollars. Okay. Okay, so you will get a million dollars if you can uh, either, A, score two points in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So they, they dress Mora. They put you out there and they say, you get, you sink a, a field goal. You get two points, Mm -hmm. you're going to get a million dollars. Okay, cool. That's one option available to you. The other option is that you could run 10 yards with the ball in the NFL. 10 yards is uh, uh, two two lines? What do you mean two lines? You know how there's like all those white lines? How many Yeah, it'd be two lines. It'd be two lines. Two uh, two of the big long ones. Yeah. Not the little ones in between. No. I just surprised myself. Like from here to the door. From here to the door. With a whole other team that's trying to like crush Stop you. Are you. we talking one carry or like over the course of a game? One carry, one, one carry. carry. Yeah, not like okay. we'll give it to you in, in six inches now. And, and you get one chance. Okay. Okay. Or you have to hit a single in Major League Baseball. So you hit the ball to the point where you can run to first before you get thrown out. Is this a real contest? This is ridiculous. No, no, this isn't. But this is a question that was just posed on uh, social media. Okay. And I can tell you what most people would pick that they think would be the easiest scenario the of the three. The easiest scenario. Yeah, so you, your best chances at scoring a million dollars? Sink a basket NBA? I, get on base in Major League Baseball? Or uh, uh, run 10 yards in the NFL? I, th- I wouldn't choose the NFL because I would be afraid that I would die. Okay. And the same thing so with you baseball. You don't get the million dollars and you're dead, and you're which dead. is a tough scenario. Double, double. Uh, baseball? Yeah. I mean, if it hit you right in the temple or something, but usually you have a helmet on. Uh, I think I'm going NBA because I actually have a little bit of knowledge of basketball. Mm. Whereas those other two sports, no idea. Yeah. No idea. Like, I can do a layup, you know? Yeah, well, 82% of people said they'd choose the NBA. So, like, by a long shot, people figured that is the easiest, which I... My best chances of sinking, too, would be to uh, just throw a wild ball from far away, (laughs) like, from beyond the three-point line. You know, because as I got close, I would have no chance of getting to that net. Like, zero chance. Because you couldn't... I wonder if you you could get fouled and you could sink to after. Yeah, a little cheeky play like that. I don't know if that would be allowed in this uh, phony scenario. You think you can draw a foul? (laughs) I think I'm going NFL. And I'm just going to hope that my uh, offensive line creates a hole for me to get through 10 yards. Because... If they, if you know, if they don't know that I'm going to try and carry it, and they think anything's possible, there's a slight chance I might be able to do it before I get just destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that would be difficult. I mean, even running backs in the game, they don't always go for ten. So yeah, no, I mean be- the first yard, first down is not easy to do. No. What was the least popular choice? Was it the NFL? Baseball. Really? See, that's the one I would go for. I, I I would go to shoot a single for sure. Yeah, but you bet you played baseball growing up. Yeah. But for most people, hitting a fastball or hitting a professional baseball yeah, is it's, very it's difficult. difficult. And then not only just being able to make contact, but getting on base as a result. Like oh, the only right. way I'd stand a chance is if I somehow bunted in the worst way and they <laughs> overthrew it to first. You know, <laughs> like an error. error. Yeah, just a series of errors. Right. And then maybe I could do that. Whereas I feel like uh in the NFL I could just run ten 
you know, yards. Are you allowed to yell at the pitcher for throwing too fast at you like they do in every other league? Like, hey! Hey, come oh, on, come on. Now. Come on, slow down. I mean, now. if it was just get on base, you could just get hit by the pitch. Hope <laughs> that <laughs> the pitcher hits you and then you're on first. But that's not what it is. You actually have to hit the single. Oh. Yeah. So then if you have to hit it, does a bunt technically count as a hit? Uh, yeah, I guess, it, I guess if it's it a base hit, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah if you get on base. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have such a stupid story. Like, how did you do it? Oh, I bunted. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, loser. Oh, yeah. You know, how everyone feels when somebody bunts. Like, oh. oh yeah. Cheap. We could all do that. Lame, you know. Super lame. You're coming up to bat and you're not going to swing? Come on. Cop out. There you go. So uh, NBA 82%. And uh, 10% said the NFL and 8% baseball. Okay. So there you go. You're not alone, Mark. You're <laughs> among the majority. She the North, Tucker. She the North. Bianca Andreas Q of Mississauga beat Serena Williams, one of the greatest athletes on the planet, mm. to win the U.S. Open this past weekend. Yes! And how Canadian was she when they were talking to her about the big win? What did you have to overcome to get across the finish line? Definitely the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys wanted Serena to win, so I'm so sorry. She apologized for having won. <laughs> for winning? <laughs> That's all, the ultimate Canadian move. It must be so hard to be playing against somebody who's so beloved in mm. sport, right? Well, how about this? I think the year that Bianca was born, Serena Williams had already won the U.S. Open once since wow. singles. That's how long Serena Williams has been on the scene. That's and the fact that amazing. she's still such a major competitor is a testament to like how... Oh. She's an amazing Unbelievable athlete. she is yes. as an athlete. Like some say Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all of time. Of all time. Yeah. Bianca says the secret to her success is meditation. She visualized winning the Grand Slam in New York ever since she was a kid, including the morning of the match. Mm-hmm. She visualized the whole thing going down and problems occurring and how she would handle them. She even used to write herself a fake winner's check, although she never imagined that it would actually be $5 million Canadian that she walked away with. Yeah, She didn't have that figure written on the check. <laughs> Pretty amazing. And I love the parents. Like the mom is yeah. such a you know cool cat. She's got her own little thing going on style-wise. Yes! Then the dad, I love his uh, backstory. You know where he went to university, Maura? Where? Transylvania University. (laughs) (laughs) He went to school at Transylvania (laughs) University. The study of vampires? Because they're from Romania, Ah. home of Dracula. You do not mess with my daughter, <laughs> or I suck at your blood. The sun is awfully hot when I'm watching the tennis. Oh, it's yeah. very difficult to me. Where do you sit? I'm sure I'm like offending everyone from uh, Romania. Yeah, yeah. No, I just like Transylvania University. I've heard of Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> 
<laughs> a 73-year-old woman has just become the oldest known person on the planet to give birth. I heard about this this weekend. Ooh, okay, so 73. What? 73. How does that even work? Okay, you want to know? Yes. Well, first of all, it was IVF. Okay. Her and her 80-year-old <gasps> husband. No! Have always wanted to have kids. Never been able to? Never able to conceive. And uh, so they wanted to do IVF. And I guess, I don't know how long they were trying IVF for. Maybe 40 years. (laughs) Maybe. No, I don't think anywhere near that long. But uh, I guess around eight months ago, it finally worked. And uh, the couple used a donor egg because she, you know, her body's probably shut down the egg factory by Mm -hmm. now. And uh, the other component came from her husband. But she did carry the baby. She carried the baby, but uh, probably not a huge shocker here. She was in the hospital for the entire pregnancy. Oh, wow. And when it was time to give birth, Mm -hmm. she didn't even realize. Babies were just there. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was uh, twins. <laughs> twins. She had twins? Yeah, delivered <gasps> with a C-section, and they are totally healthy. Wow. But it, it just seems like I... Was, Sorry, and she's 70 she's what? She's 73 years old. And her husband is 80. 80 and they okay. have twin newborns? Yeah. And, oh, my uh, God. It, it, there seems to me... You know, from an outsider's point of view, I know nothing about their family and what their situation is. Yeah. But it seems kind of irresponsible to me to, you know, for a doctor to do this. Like, I bet you'd never find a doctor in Canada Uh that would, uh, you know, morally be okay with uh, putting, you know... Doing IVF treatments on a 73-year-old Unless woman. you had, like, family around who were I like, guess. listen, they might only be here for five more years, but I'm stepping up after. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. haven't had kids, though, right? So there's no kids. It would have to be just people in their life that would step into that. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, no offense to India, but the life expectancy there is a lot less than what it is in North America. Oh, this is in India. This is in India. Mm-hmm. Okay. Life expectancy in India is 69 years old for women and wow. 66 years old for men. So it's like pretty much 10 years less than what we get in Canada. Wow. And... uh yeah, like, I mean, she's 73. The kid's going to turn 10. She's going to be 83. That That's not even the biggest problem here. The what biggest is it? Pro- I'm telling you, my parents had me later in life. Okay. These kids in their future, uh-huh. terrible Christmas gifts. <laughs> Every year. Yeah, really? The worst Christmas gifts. What, are they too practical? Or they're um, just not dialed into what's cool? I feel like every single outfit my mom ever got for me included like a bonnet, and like a doily that you wear around your neck. <laughs> you know? It looked like something from that TV show uh, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I am an excellent cribbage player. Uh, my dad taught me how to play cribbage. Bridge. Yeah. You know all the cards. No lawn games. bowling. Was that too aggressive for them? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've been lawn bowling. This is in their future. Okay. Uh, Sensible honey, shoes. I have great news. For your birthday, I got you lessons on how to play canasta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to. What, is that a game? Canasta? I think it is. Canasta? Shanasta, um, Finasta. Never. I always wanted. I remember like my first pair of high heels mm. my sister bought for me instead of my parents because, you know, they would only buy me sensible shoes. Sure. Orthotics. 
No problem. Were you guys all taking naps together at the same time? <laughs> uh, uh, it's tough. It's tough having the older parents. Look, I mean, on one hand, it's great that technology has advanced to the point where we can give twins to a 73-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is great news for the... 45 year old woman who's really struggling to get pregnant right, or and you're panicked that you don't have f- much more time you you've, know you've got time clearly like i know you know guys have it easy in a way if you're fertile that yep. you can have babies until you're basically dead i mean sure. they, they used the ingredients from this 80 year old man and made a perfectly healthy baby <laughs> the ingredients well, just try not to say <laughs> the s word i don't know why i don't like that word you don't no nah, not my favorite word so ingredients is better. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it is amazing that they sperm. can use You want sperm. me to say it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's a technical term and yes. it's fine. Wow. Anyway, I mean, congratulations. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, I hope they have a network of people around them that are going to help raise these kids because, you know. Oh, newborns? Woo. He's 80. You know. <laughs> can he even hear them when they're crying well, in the night? <laughs> that could be a huge advantage, actually. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's a plus. Anyway. <laughs> How would you feel if Facebook knew when you're going to ovulate or whether or not you used contraception last night? Do you use an app to track your period? And I'm sure you don't, Tucker. But (laughs) let me tell you something. They're the best. I have an app to track my period. All of my friends do. And now we're finding out there's a very good chance that that app was sharing data with Facebook and other third parties, info about your monthly periods, your menstruation symptoms, when you were ovulating. There are two apps at this point that have admitted to doing this, and that's MIA Femme and Maya, and both have millions of downloads. Now, what would you rather, Instagram and Facebook, knowing what you're talking about, like hearing you in the background and placing ads based on your conversations, Mm -hmm. or Facebook and Instagram knowing exactly when you're ovulating? (laughs) And what are they doing with that information? Are they posting more baby pictures through that period in your feed? Or like sexy dudes or sexy ladies? Or the week before you're on your cycle, maybe they're just making sure anything confrontational is not visible (laughs) from your feed. What are you trying to to say? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, what would they gain from knowing this information? Mm Mm-hmm. And what would you rather them listening to your conversations or knowing your period is? Uh, I guess I'll, you know, I guess I'd rather them knowing when my period is, but it's still super invasive and totally not cool. <laughs> I, like, I got nothing. I like how you're I mean, treading I, lightly. This, I know. I, there's things I was thinking about <laughs> yeah, saying. And I'm yeah. like, you know, nah, nah. You better watch it. I don't want to set you off. You want to know where I am on my cycle, buddy? Don't worry. I think I figured it out just now. <laughs> They say that prostitution is one of the world's oldest professions. Ah, I bet they're right. And in most parts of the world, it's still very much illegal. But there are places where people who want to engage in prostitution, whether you're on the uh, buying end or the selling end, Mm -hmm. where it's completely legal. For example, in the state of Nevada in the United States, they have legal brothels. I didn't know that. I thought it was like only Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam's another place where they have the red light district where they've found a way to legalize prostitution. And, you know, I would be in favor of it if it uh, if it seemed like they could put a system in place to make sure that everybody who was working in the industry was there on their own free will. Yep. And uh, if they could try and find a way to end human trafficking and all, you know, the obviously the terrible things that come uh, within that industry. But anyway, there's there's a professional lawyer 
who also spends time working at a brothel in Nevada. And she just uh, was doing this interview with this uh, news channel called uh, RCCI or something. Okay. And she talks about being a prostitute and also being a lawyer. Prostitution is consensual sex. I like sex. Sex is fun. You can make a job out of this. That's fantastic. Why would I not do this? We degrade women who are open about sexuality. You're supposed to be this way, and if you're not this way, you're bad. And if you stray from that, you're also bad. So I think it's a lot of indoctrination. I mean, she's obviously very open with the uh, whole concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think she made her best three weeks working at this brothel? Because she lives in Iowa with her husband. Wow. What? He's got to have an open mind. She was actually working as a prostitute before they even met. Oh, Wow. So he was like in on it. So he was okay. But you know, when you hear the reporter ask him how he feels about it, it there does seem like there's a little bit of hesitation here. <laughs> what do you think of your wife being a prostitute? I, well, I don't really care that much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He stopped himself there. Ah. I, I, well, I oh, don't really care that much. I don't really care that much okay so how much <laughs> money did she make in three weeks i'm so curious what would be your guess ah uh, i don't even know. i mean it's a legal establishment legal she can only be there so many hours a day she's a lawyer too i mean that uh, she's juggling a couple of jobs she's probably not yeah. there every day not she so she would go and she would uh, take time off uh, from her regular job as a defense lawyer yeah and go spend three weeks oh or you I know see. go for so these like would... every so often she would go and just work a chunk of time okay so uh, she's to make there a bunch of money Full time, three weeks. I'm going to say $3,000. What did Julia Roberts make at night? Julia Roberts. Oh, I'm sorry. Is everyone richer here? I can't believe that you would guess $3,000 a week. I think Julia Roberts made $3,000 in one week in that movie, buddy. Really? <laughs> wasn't a night? Okay. That was in the 90s, though. Here, Here is uh, the answer to it, okay? It's much higher than that, Maura. Um, the best I did was I made 55000 in three weeks. $55,000 in three weeks. $55,000? Yeah, and of course, it's not going to be the same for everybody. Some people might make more. Some people might sure. make way less. Sure, sure. You know, I feel like if things took a turn for the worse for me... Mm-hmm. And I had to put food on the table for my daughter. I wouldn't go that far, but if I ever had to strip <laughs> for a living, okay, I wonder if I could go into a club and audition and be hired, or if they would laugh me out of that place. <laughs> That's such you a know? random thought. <laughs> uh, would I? You know, if I had, if things took a turn and I had to go do yeah. that, could I get a job? Oh, okay, let me guarantee you, you could get a job. It just depends where you'd be working. <laughs> Are you by the airport? <laughs> Are you downtown? Okay, so do I want to be downtown. Popular place? I don't know. I honestly. Do I want to be by the airport with I, people I, I coming don't. in and coming out of town? <laughs> yeah, you make good money there. Too, do so. I want to be in Niagara Falls with the tourists? You want to be at the Sundowner? Yeah. Oh man, Sundown. Forget baby. it. I'm sorry. I brought this up now. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up, buddy. <laughs> Uh, actually, it's funny that you bring it up because we had a chance to ask your husband, Matt, how oh. he'd think about that. And this is what he had to say. I, well, I don't really care that much. <laughs> Not that much. Just a little bit. Just a little. 
I've never had to call 911 before, but I imagine when you are like, I'm in a situation where I need to call, you need to get through to someone immediately. Mm-hmm. And imagine being put on hold when you call 911. A Toronto woman was trying to help this guy who was bleeding profusely after a window broke and he sliced open his arm in multiple places. She's like, okay, got to call 911. And she was put on hold. I have the audio of the call if you want to hear it. Yes, please. 911 emergency. Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line, and an operator will be happy to assist you in just a moment. This is the 911 office. Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line and an operator will be happy to assist you. So just so you know, a message similar to that repeated itself three times before they picked up. Yes. They have a message? The message is... Your call is important to us. (laughs) Please stay on the line and an operator will be right with you. You have reached 911 emergency surfaces. All of our operators are busy Please hold the line. <laughs> Your call may be recorded for customer service uh, research. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty frustrating. Three times it repeated Three itself. Times. She says it felt like an eternity. Yeah. Now, when she complained after the fact, they went back, Toronto Police investigated. She was on hold for thir- uh, 38 minutes or seconds. Sorry. <laughs> 38 minutes? Was <laughs> she trying to book a flight? <laughs> 38 seconds. 38 seconds. Less than a minute? Eh, Less, I mean, that's probably but, a long 38 seconds when someone's bleeding out in front of you, yes, right? Yes, yes. But they say this is the situation. That's why Mayor John Tory has hired a bunch of 911 operators, but they do need to get them trained before they get them up on the phone. This guy ended up being okay, by the way. He got uh, 33 stitches in his arm. Holy cow. Yeah, it was And a you know, part gash. of the problem is now with all these uh, iPhone safety features, people are calling 911 more than ever. Yeah. When I... I've, um, you know, if you tap the side of an iPhone five times, you end up in that emergency mode. And depending what operating system you're using, it'll call 911 automatically. Yes, that happened And to I've you, done right? that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was trying to turn the volume down on my phone and I was pressing the wrong button and I was tapping it. I was like, tap, 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 tap. And then all of a sudden I start calling 911. I hang up because I don't want to tie up the lines. They call me back. Yeah. What did the they whole say? Thing. They said, uh, there's a guy who's bleeding out on the other line. Is there anything I can help you with while they're on hold? And I said, no, it was a mistake. You jerk. You go back to the person who's bleeding out. Oh, wow. Why didn't tourism go crazy with legal weed in Canada this summer? Because they haven't done it right. Yeah, some experts are saying that we are marketing cannabis all wrong. We're marketing cannabis like it's tobacco, and they say we should be marketing cannabis like it's alcohol. Like, people go on wine cycling tours, and there's craft brewery events. That's the vibe cannabis tourists are looking for. They're looking for a place they can go into. And not Like a bar, and then just get totally high with a whole bunch of other people that are doing the same. The same page, yeah. right? That's why they have coffee shops in Amsterdam. Right, where you could that's go. That's where you go and you smoke your weed right. in the coffee shop. Yeah. By the way, there are roughly 250,000 Canadians with criminal records for simple cannabis possession. And remember, we were talking about pardons when mm-hmm. they were going to look at legalizing marijuana. How many people have been pardoned since legalization? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, 5,000. 44. 
Out of 250,000? 44 people out of 250,000. And I will tell you, it is a bit of a lengthy process. Lots of paperwork to fill out. Your pardon is important to us. Please stay on the line and an operator will be happy to assist you. Hello? Your call is important to us. If you wish to receive a pardon, please stay on the line. <laughs> exactly. And welcome to Rockify. Yeah. Can you identify a hit pop song if it has been thrown into the rock and roll <laughs> converter? Is that what we're calling <laughs> I don't know. Okay. If Mora does her best job to, um, you know... Do a rock thing. I'll try. Once again, remind us of what song number one is, Mora. And uh, let's see, uh, try you out on the rock and roll microphone there. Okay. okay. Oh. Oh. oh! Hello, Toronto! And the GTHA! So happy to be performing in front of y'all again! There it is. Okay. <laughs> Here is song number one. You identify this song and one other. You are going to be a winner this morning. That was song number one. We start with Rachel this morning. Rachel, you get that one right and one more, you're going to be a winner. Okay, thank you. I think it's You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. And on that one, you are absolutely right. Yeah. That was, in fact, You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. One more right, and you are going to be a winner. Maura, are you ready for this? Okay, I'm going over to the rock mic. Okay, come over to the rock microphone. You just stay on the rock mic. Okay. Here we go. Just talk, can we just talk? Talk about where, where we're going before we get lost. Let me out first. Why can't we just talk without knowing? I've never felt like this before. Yeah! That's gonna be a tough one, I think, right there. I'm sensing a tough one. You think you know it. For all the prizes, Rach, uh, Rachel, tell us the name of that song. It's um, Talk by Khaled. Yeah, we'll accept that. Congratulations. Yeah. You nailed it. I thought that last one was going to be a tough one, but you just knocked it out of the park. You did it. Researchers say it is an epidemic how kids are learning about sex. You know how they're learning about sex, Tucker? Uh, YouTube? Pornography! Oh, yes. Every teen has a phone, so it's very accessible. One in four students, grades 7 to 11, are watching porn. 88% of boys look at it at least once a month. At least... 
And they say it makes them sexually active at an earlier age, have higher number of partners, have increased casual sex. Girls who watch it feel less attractive. That's for sure. And boys who watch it are afraid they're not going to measure up. You want to know what I've learned from watching pornography? Because I think I've had a great education. Okay. Uh, what I've learned, Maura, is that if you want to have a lot of casual sex, all you have to do is become a delivery guy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Or have a trade that makes house calls. Because you show up, they'll try and pay for those services with sex. Uh, every like time? 90, 90% of the time. <laughs> you know, oh. the woman who's always, you know, wearing like a, in a robe or a lingerie or something yeah, is going to yeah, try and pay yeah, for yeah. those services. Want to know something else that I've learned? What? I've learned that if I show up at my best friend's house and he's not there, but his mom is there, there's a 95% chance that I'm having sex with her. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never made that mistake growing up, but I probably should have because I probably, as a you know young adult, would have had a lot of uh, scenarios come my way. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Want to know something else I've learned from yeah, watching pornography? Sure. Uh, if I'm working late at work uh-huh. <laughs> and I have a really hot admin... Uh-huh. And uh, they're working late as well. Uh-huh. There's like a 90% chance we're having sex. <laughs> uh, Too bad. That's no, not reality. You know what? It, it is actually, in all honesty, it's pretty scary to think that there's, you know, and this is not new. I mean, I've pretty much had pornography for most of my life. Mm-hmm. What really scares me is the notion of consent because that is something they don't really address in uh, adult movies. Uh-huh. You know, in an adult movie, you can kind of push yourself on somebody until they submit or give in okay. to your, you know, desires. Right. Whereas in real life, you need to have consent. And just, Everybody has to be on the same page. And you also want to make sure that people's expectations of what sex is oh, I know. are not based on that, those movies. Sure, there are some that are just like totally people, consenting adults, yeah, having no, a kind I, of normal experience. The majority of them are not about a mutually beneficial scenario. Yeah, usually someone's being degraded in some way consent is questionable and uh, daughters can you imagine if they think that's what it's like yeah no this is why i'm a proponent of having a great education uh, system in place in schools and you to teach people about consent and about you know you don't have to get into all the details per se but what you can get into is the fact that these are not realistic expectations for what happens in a bedroom with a committed relationship that's not what love looks like either guys i mean sometimes it does Yes. But not, uh, you know, usually it's your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Usually, you know, it's once a year. It's like, okay. Thank you. I know you didn't enjoy that as much as I did, but it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Thank you for that. That's right. Usually, it's unless you're Bundus, then it's it's every weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have you ever been struggling with something and just thought, this is the worst? And of course, it's not really the worst, but it's a total first world problem. Okay. Don't you hate it when you've got like a box of saran wrap mm-hmm. and the box starts falling apart? You're not even a quarter of the way through the roll. <laughs> like, I just bought this thing. Yeah. It's 90 meters. It's going to be in my house for the next <laughs> two and a half months, probably. You went with the 90 meters, I, eh? I went and I buy high-end saran wrap. Well, that is a real dilemma. And I thought to myself, this is the worst. My issue with saran is when I go to use some of it and the person before me has let it kind of get wrapped around and kind of not ripped off a full sheet properly. Oh. And now I've got like, I'm trying to rip it off and it's yeah. it's a mess. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Same thing happens. Like half of it's wrapped around wrapped a around. full wrap more than the other half of it. Yeah. Tin foil too. Yeah, that that's the me, worst. Drives me crazy also with toilet paper or paper towels. If you drop the roll and then you have to like rewrap it and oh. it's not it's not nice and tight. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Forget that. You yeah. ever had a toilet paper roll fall in the toilet? Yes. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. So what's the worst? You ever buy a coffee and um, the paper cup that it comes in, for mm. some reason, I don't know if there's a hole in it or if the coffee's just too hot, uh-huh. but the bottom starts to leak the coffee out. So every time you put the cup down, oh, that's you have that like, oh, cup ring. It's the worst. It's, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Tim Horton's lid won't oh, stay open. And then you're open. like, well, I'm going to have to rip this sucker off, yeah. clean right off. And then you start ripping it. And then it's like no, the whole screwed. cup is coming apart. <laughs> yeah, now you're screwed. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Adrian, what is the worst? Uh, the worst is when you have a roll of tape and uh, you lose your place on the tape. Oh, oh and man. especially if it's packing tape. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, thanks, Adrian. No problem. You want to know what the worst is? What's this the is, worst? This is a text from one 800 The worst is when you pour yourself a bowl of cereal, then you go to get the milk and there's no milk, and now you're all hyped up about the cereal mm. and you can't have any. You want to know what the worst is? What? When people call milk milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Milk. It's milk. It's milk. (laughs) Would you like a glass of milk? M-E-L-K, milk. You've been making fun of me for this for years. It's time to just get over it. You're the worst. You want to lie on a pillow? All right. Uh, Trisha, what is the worst? When you go to use the bathroom, there's no more toilet paper on the roll. You go to get a new roll. And there's none. Oh, that's, that is the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. It yeah. happens to you all the time. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, usually I have my phone in the bathroom with me because uh-huh. I'm, on, I'm on it playing a game. So I just text whoever's in the, in the nearest room saying, bring me toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. And then they see you doing your business. It's the worst. <laughs> usually it's my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so it you matter. don't want to look like that in front of your hubby. Uh, <laughs> what game are you playing on the toilet, by the way? Uh, usually I am playing, uh, it's a new game called Cody Cross. Okay. 
It's like a crossword puzzle. Do you ever just find yourself, you forget you're going to the bathroom and you're just on the game and you get in, <laughs> like totally involved in it before you know it, you've been there 15 minutes? Yes. That's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. No problem. From a completely superficial perspective or point of view, yeah. what's the worst? Alba. The worst is when I'm taking my dog out for a walk and I'm trying to pull out one of the poo bags and it gets stuck. So I have to unscrew the little holder and then I pull one out and the whole roll unrolls on the wet grass. Oh, oh, that's the so worst. worst. I'll tell you what's worse than that, though. And I experienced this this past week. I'll add this to the list is when you're trying to use one of those poo bags, or any garbage bag for that matter, and you can't find the, you separate the two uh, sections, yeah, right. you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah! The left and the right yeah. are stuck together, and you're just trying to yeah. work that plastic to free it up, and it just won't free up! I've experienced that before, too. It's the worst. It is. <laughs> uh, Steph, thanks for taking the time to call us this morning. Problem. Where have you been the last month and a half? Yes. It was so quiet on the Steph. phones. Are you going to be upset if I say I was listening to a different radio station? Totally. It's the worst when That's you say that. That's the worst. That's the worst. So what's the worst? Okay. I think Maura will appreciate this. When you're out in public and you have to fix your ponytail and your elastic breaks. Oh! And then you have to walk around looking like a troll because it's the only one you had. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's the worst. You know what the worst is? <laughs> Being bald. <laughs> That's the worst. I would take an elastic issue any day of the week because I had right. so much hair. Yeah, you're right. Tucker wins. I really can't relate. My hair is almost my bum out. Yeah, yeah, me too, girl. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for uh, calling us. From the 905, what's the worst? Plugging your phone in to charge it at night, and then in the morning you realize it wasn't plugged into the wall, mm. and you got zero. Oh, the worst. The worst. Here's one. When you uh-huh. forget your phone is in your back pocket, and you have to go to the washroom so bad that you rush to pull your pants down, and then your phone falls in the toilet. Oh, the worst. That would be the worst. We also got a text from the 416 saying the worst is when you have to go number two after taking a shower. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we'll finish on that one. <laughs> yeah, the Guinness game. When you are the best in the world, yeah. you're often in the Guinness Book of World Records because nobody's right. bigger than you. And Chris is listening from the K Dub area. Hey, Chris. Appreciate it. Welcome to the Guinness Game. More explain how this works. So this all kind of came about because there's this guy in Coburg. He's a full-time Lutheran minister. So his name is Reverend Kevin Fast. He's 51 years old. Mm -hmm. And he has set more than 30 Guinness World Records. Okay. Whoa, 30. He's on a roll, guys. Yeah. And uh, you're going to have to pick Kevin. Which... World record Kevin set. I'm going to give you two options, and you have to pick the one that he set, okay? Okay. We're going to do five rounds of this. you got to get three out of five right in order to win. And Maura, give us record number one. Well, Chris? Yeah? 
Did Kevin lift 22 women on a platform on his back? Or did Kevin squeeze an iron pipe until it collapsed? Hmm. Oh, man. You got like a bunch of women on a platform. That's so random. (laughs) Or an iron pipe until it collapsed. Strong dude, either way. I'm going to go with this iron pipe thing. Okay, Mora. He lifted 22 women on a platform wow. on his back. Oh, oh, you got butt slammed. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's crazy, but that's the kind of guy okay. he is. Let's try another. Yeah, well, you got to, you know another four chances here to get your uh, three right. What do you have, Mora? Okay, Chris. Did Kevin arm wrestle a fire truck and win? <laughs> okay. Or did Kevin? Push a 25-year-old oak tree until it uprooted. Huh? Oh. oh my God! Now the fire truck was obviously nuts. would have been in neutral or something. It would have been driving in the other direction because I think uh, the fire truck wins that one every time. But then the tree, huh? I'm gonna say the fire truck because if he uprooted a tree, I mean that's a, that's unreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, I would I would say you're right on that one. <laughs> Okay, what, okay, Chris, yeah. you're actually correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Good for you. Kevin All has right. uh, broken the record for heaviest truck pulled by an arm wrestle move. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get another one here. Chris, did Kevin bench press a great white shark weighing 1,100 kilos? <laughs> okay. Or did Kevin drag a jumbo jet weighing 189 tons down the tarmac? Hmm. I gotta, I feel like jumbo jet or a shark? white shark? Well, it'd be yeah, dead, I guess. Probably, I mean, like it would be I would course. say the jumbo jet. Jumbo jet? You think Kevin can drag a jumbo jet? Well, like where he arm wrestled shark from? <laughs> sure, I feel like the environmentalists wouldn't appreciate. Like, I don't that. understand where he's getting this shark from to lift it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're a smart man, because yes. He, oh, good for you. He did drag oh. a jumbo oh. jet down the tarmac. It's incredible. Okay. Okay, wow. Does he only need one more to win? One more to win. The Guinness game this morning. Talking about one guy who set like over 30 records and he lives in Port Hope. Why didn't we just have him in? Yeah, we should have Would have been uh, the highlight of his month coming on our show, maybe. Here we go. So obviously, he's seeking attention if he's doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he, likes, he likes doing this stuff. He okay, likes breaking yeah. records. Probably a really nice guy. Uh, okay. Did Kevin do 100 squats with three elderly men on his back? <laughs> okay. Or, something Kevin would do. Or did uh-huh. Kevin pull three fire trucks a oh, hundred feet down the road? I feel uh, like Kevin did both of these things. <laughs> well, I feel like, I, put it this way, if I was an old man and I needed a lift on somebody's back, I feel like I would be calling Kevin. But like my gut is telling me that it's the fire trucks, but I don't know the answer to this. You go ahead and decide for yourself, Chris. But uh, by the way, the man thing sounds like a Kevin move, too, though. Oh, like all of a sudden you're a Kevin expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got two right all of a sudden. Yeah. This guy knows Kevin inside back. and out. Okay. Way back. I'm going to say the fire trucks. Fire trucks, okay. Is, is he right? Three fire trucks, Mora. He is correct. Oh, there oh, it is. Good for you. Yes. Yeah, good job. Kevin.
I hear that Kevin actually stacked those containers in the stacked market. I'm yeah, kidding. Probably Himself. He probably dropped them off. <laughs> you did it, buddy. Hey, congratulations. Thanks, Chris. Woo. Rihanna, who is allegedly being considered for the role of Poison Ivy in the new Batman movie that's going to wow. star Robert Pattinson. Wow. That or uh, maybe Catwoman. Catwoman? Catwoman, mm. I think. Has she done much acting? She was in um, uh, that Ocean's, Ocean's what, oh, 13? Oh, yes. Eight. Ocean's 8. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> kind of redo with all the women. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and she was in Battleship. And I remember... Battleship. Her, yeah, it was like, she had like a cameo in that movie. Okay. And I remember her doing an interview after talking about how hard it was for her to learn how to act because she said in her music videos, like when she doesn't speak, it's completely different. As soon as you start talking in a movie, she said, your voice can give you away. And it's true. Yeah, well, I'd say this, is that for somebody who has that much exposure to being out in front of people performing, Mm -hmm. acting can't be that hard. No, it is. The hardest, no, it (laughs) It isn't. I'm sorry. It is. Acting is not that difficult a job, and I've seen it time and time again when they've grabbed people who have never acted before, and they put them in a movie, and they're amazing. As long as they're doing something... Like, that's a trick that actors use. If you're doing something that you do normally, like, I know you're thinking about that woman in um, the Tom Hanks movie who was, she's actually like a first aid responder and they had her be a first aid responder no, in the movie. It's not what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be an example. But she was playing, yeah. I'm not saying if you take a firefighter and you have them play a firefighter in a movie, that's uh-huh. easy. I'm saying that for people who uh, don't get nervous in front of a camera, who can get over that part of it yeah then i don't think acting's that difficult um if you give them lines and stuff like that i think i could do an amazing job acting if i could uh, not be nervous in front of the camera yeah like if i gave you uh, oh i'd be surprised a lot of the stuff that you think that they're looking at isn't there including sometimes people that they're talking to no (laughs) it's a green screen i have to talk to even if it's just like pretend it's a big dinosaur Oh, it's a dinosaur coming to eat me and my family. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is way harder than you think. Even like uh, having a conversation with some, someone, sometimes mm-hmm. that actor won't be standing there. They'll just have some other dude there. And you have to do your lines with somebody who maybe isn't even looking at you. You know, that day you came and talked to me, I never thought you were telling the truth. And then all of a sudden... I realized everything I'd been missing for the last 20 years. Oh, are you going to cry? Wow. <laughs> you know what? That's a ju- Come on. I'm telling you, if I could, because uh, oh, I'd be nervous, yeah. but if what? I could if get it... past the nerves of being in front of a camera, oh. like if you brought in a professional movie crew oh, yeah. with like Scorsese or some oh. awesome director, like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, high end <laughs> crew, okay? Yes. And you said, okay, Tucker, we're going to shoot a five minute scene or we're going to make a five minute movie. Uh, and the first two days, I'm just going to get over my nerves. They're not going to get mad at me for sucking and being nervous. And as soon as I cross that threshold, I'd be like uh, as good as You'd be I'd fired. say. I'd be You'd as be good fired. as like a B-list actor. You'd be no fired. problem. No problem. Oh, Found yeah? some perfect examples of people who had no acting experience who went on to kill it in uh, the movie roles. Mel Gibson, Mora. Yes. Drove his friend to an audition for Mad Max. 
Okay. All right. Mel Gibson had been in a in a fight the night before, and his face was beat up a bit. Mm-hmm. His uh, friend didn't get a job. Mel Gibson, who had no acting experience, was offered the lead role in Mad Max. Um, another great example of somebody just attending an audition with a buddy, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. went with his pal. Jackie Earl Haley for an audition uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, he was just there. Jackie Earl Haley, my co-star in RoboCop. Oh, okay, there you go. Anyway, um, Haley didn't get the part, but the director, Wes Craven, happened to just see Johnny Depp on the set and asked him to audition. He's not an actor. Boom! Lands the role. Guess what? 90% um, of... Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Remember him? He had done a couple of things in university, but he met a casting director at a bar, and that casting director introduced him to Richard Linklater, who was the guy uh, making Dazed and Confused. Mm -hmm. Gave him the role of Wooderson. Charlize Theron was in a bank, having a fight with a bank teller. Mm -hmm. An agent spotted her. Yeah. Uh, these and people have these natural people, talent, Tucker. Yeah, but that's what I'm t- telling you, is that so many people have that natural talent. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, you want to talk about her? You want, to keep, want me to keep going? Channing Tatum, Jennifer Hudson, Dream Girls. Boom! Academy Award. Yeah, but she was on Academy a TV... Academy freaking award. She was on a t- TV show before that. No, she was on a... Yeah, American Idol. That's not a TV show. Yes, she was a singer. She was a singer who transitioned into acting and then, uh, I mean, mind you, she was playing a singer. Okay, here's another person. <laughs> Perfect example. Mm. I think nominated for an Academy Award as well. Mm-hmm. Based on their debut performance, Dude from Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. Oh, yeah. Amazing job. He did do a great job. Zero acting <laughs> dude, experience. Dude from Captain wow. Phillips. Okay, his name's Barkhad Abdi, but yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know him from that, no. his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre the Giant. Uh-huh. Yeah, remember him in The Princess Bride? Yeah. Guess how much acting experience he had before he that. He's pretty stiff on camera. <laughs> He's pretty stiff in real life. Yeah. He's a big man. He yeah. had trouble moving around. I, he, he was in a lot of pain. Uh-huh. You want to give me examples of people who did a terrible job who had no acting? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. There is no list uh, that exists like because that. Because it's so easy. That's here's, my point. Here's what I'm going to say. They will fire you immediately on set. You personally. No. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> Imagine you're getting married this weekend and you just found out that all the groomsmen have nothing to wear. This is the case in Ontario for many weddings right now. I hope you haven't ordered your tux for your special day from Tuxedo Royale. Because they're going through financial restructuring, a.k.a. bankruptcy, and they're not offering refunds. And clients have already started ripping them online. One guy said, so you took all my money up front. My wedding is this Saturday, and now I have no suits and no refund. We've all paid in full. My wedding's coming up next weekend. I didn't even get a call about this from Tuxedo Royale. What do they want? A call from a company that's totally screwing them? They wanted a notification that they're now screwed. Because think about it. There's going to be people going to pick up their their tux, and the the store's going to be closed. You know, I I know it must be devastating for people who have their weddings coming up in days, but if you haven't spent a lot of money on it, this could be the best thing to happen to you. That's right. You know, because I look back at my wedding pictures, I had a tux... Yeah. Look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. I see it. I'm like, ah, (laughs) I picked some sort of 
Stupid, stupid tux. Yeah, off <laughs> no, the like rack. the suit itself was fine. It was the tie, yeah, and the shirt, yes. you know. And it, those things change, and You're so right. now you look back and it looks dated. Yeah, should have just went with dark suit. Dark suit is that I could have kept for you know yes. five more years. You're right. And you can get a cheap dark suit, right? Nobody knows the difference. Because to rent the tux, I'm pretty sure it was, you know, close to 300 bones or something. I just went to a wedding. I was in the groom's part. The One of the groomsmen, we rented tuxedos from Tuxedo Royale. It was about $250 for the rental. Oh, yeah. And? And that thing held in all of the sweat and oh. smell. Oh. Like, it, it was so uncomfortable and so heavy to wear. Uh, so when I took the suit off, I put it back on, uh, you know, like on the on the hanger, and put it in the suit bag. I left it in my car. I went in my car the next day to drive it back. I almost <laughs> threw up because of the smell that was trapped in my car. Bundus, I I, I understand one hundred percent what you're talking about. It's why I eventually bought a tuxedo. Yeah, I have my own yes. because I ended up I when I was working in London, Ontario, I had all these events mm-hmm. at least. Two or three times a year, I was yeah. putting on a tux, so I thought I'm going to have my own because I can't stand wearing a rental yeah. shirt. I think shirt that a hundred guys wore, yes. and treated like, like garbage. Yeah, yeah. Bundus might be the reason Tuxedo Royale went out of business. <laughs> send, that, send it back, and they're like, no. And they're like, oh my god, we can't rent this out again. You stayed up all night that night, didn't you? Yeah, I got home at nine a.m. That and- Soiled it. And you hooked up with someone, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that dirty suit. Bundus. Uh, <laughs> you ever taken a preemptive emotion, Mora? You've never. never been in a situation oh. where you thought to yourself, you know what would be terrible is if I had uh, an issue with my stomach on stage. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen by a little preemptive action. So ammonium makes things move along or no, it stops no. things? stops things when you're uh, oh. having issues with going too much. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I've never done that before. And it works really well for you? Well, if I feel like I'm on the verge of having an irritable bowel incident yes. or something, yeah, I might uh, do a little preemptive ammonium. Oh, wow. Well, I, you know this story. I was in Vegas uh-huh. and I had ammonium uh, and gravol in my pocket. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I Cause wanted you're so cool. No, no, because I wanted to make sure I was going to have an epic night, and I didn't want anything to slow me down. Yeah, but those are two pills that if people wanted to have an epic night, they normally wouldn't think of gravel and emodium. Well, I'll tell you what will slow you down in Vegas: diarrhea. Okay, so <laughs> if you feel like the slightest inkling of a issue coming your way, uh-huh. you can just take the emodium and yes. know that in that moment you're going to be okay. okay. You might pay the price the next day when you can't go all day and then things start to go in the opposite d- direction. Yes. But anyway, I was trying to go into a club and I forget the name of it. Uh, anyway, it was in the Mandalay Bay uh, Hotel. Okay. And then the guy at the front frisked me and found my pills <laughs> and I had them in a little Ziploc bag. <laughs> he, he was convinced the emodium and gravel, which they don't have in the United States, were some sort of party drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain to the guy, you know, this is just, it's uh, gravel and emodium. And what did he say? And he looked at me like I was trying to pull one over yeah. him and he confiscated it. Well, that's probably what everyone <laughs> says. Hey, it's just gravel and emodium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Molly, actually. <laughs> no, it's just in case I have a stomach cramp, I can take that pill.
That's so... So he confiscated Yeah, it? and he looked at me like I was some sort of druggie. I hope he tried <laughs> to take one later for, part, for his own partying needs. And was like, oh, yeah. oh, wow. I saw this guy who was totally jacked up on something. I got the pills here. You want one? <laughs> one guy takes the gravel. One guy takes the emodium. Yeah, the one guy with the gravel is asleep 20 minutes later. The guy with the emodium hasn't had a bowel movement in two days. <laughs> Have you ever seen an ad on Instagram and thought, hey, that looks pretty cool. I'm going to go find out what company that is and order it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I really? do that all the time. Oh, I feel like it's such a gamble, but I just did it for the first time Uh-oh. from some random clothing company that I've never heard of. Do you remember that shirt that I bought that came in the mail and I put it on at the studio that we used to work at and it was so tight and ugly? <laughs> That's the one time I bought something off Instagram, off a sponsored thing, and it was it took like months to arrive, and then when it did, it was the most hideous version. Like it didn't even look yeah. remotely close to what I had bought. I bought a, sw- a hoodie jacket kind of thing on Alibaba. Oh, you're screwed. Well, this is a, no, no. That's not what I just did. Uh, oh, that was okay. that was uh, a number of years ago, probably five years ago. I don't even know if it's. I think it's just Ali now. I don't think it's Alibaba. Okay. And um, I guess because their main client base is Asian, the sizing is so much different. Exactly. And so I ordered a medium, oh. which is normally what I wear. No. I got it. It was like I bought it from the children's section. Yes. I put it on. It could barely fit. And by the way, it looked nothing like it did. Exactly. In the picture. Well, I took a gamble again. Okay. I just saw this ad and it was this cool beanie hat. A toque. You win your hats right now. Yeah. Well, I just uh, getting ready for the fall winter and I saw this and it looked really cool in the picture. And? And I Mm -hmm. ordered the hat and it was uh, free shipping to Canada. Uh I think I'm supposed to get it by (laughs) mid-February. <laughs> Did you read the reviews? Because that to me is a big sign whether this company is legit or not. Well, you tell me I didn't read the reviews, but I'll tell you the name of it Zartoni. <laughs> <laughs> Zartoni? Have you ever heard of Zartoni no. as a clothing brand, no. clothing company? It sounds like a knockoff of Zara. It's not Zara, it's Zartoni. (laughs) Zara's brother. (laughs) Zara's fabulous brother. Anyway, my order has been confirmed from Zartoni, and I look forward to seeing what my beanie looks like. How much did you pay? That's a big sign, too. If it's like $4, you're screwed. It is the Vito beanie from Zartoni. I was $16.99. I want to get a really long coat that's multicolored yeah and i've seen it on these instagram ads it's like a multicolored it's like joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat it's that coat and i keep getting drawn to it but it's only like 39.99 yeah well they probably have a version at zartoni Zartoni. check it out this one from the 416 i've ordered off zartoni I did it last year. Mm-hmm. If you get your beanie before my shirt comes, find <laughs> out where my order is, please. Oh, yeah? I may not see it again? No. And uh, another one from the 416. Zartoni? Sounds like a pasta dish. Oh, I love Zartoni and meatballs. Mm. Get Can that I get in some there? Parmigiano on my Zartoni? <laughs> Zartoni also sounds like a villain in the Avengers. <laughs> it's Zartoni. <laughs> Don't forget my name, because I will 
blow up your planet. <laughs> the evil Zartoni has spoken. Yeah, you're not going to see that hat. I'm sorry. Well, they say that my item is being prepped for shipping. Oh, so sure. We'll see. Sure, sure. Thanks for all those text messages. Appreciate it. It's a battle of the X's this morning, and listener discretion advised as a bunch of our stories are of a sexual nature. With that in mind, Jack and Ricky are competing to see who's got the worst X, and we'll start with you, Ricky. What's your first move? We had sex, and it was going fine. It was uh, quick, but as soon as he reached his climax, he started yelling like Chewbacca. What? <laughs> Chewbacca? Yeah, like, I was like, wait, what are you even doing? And it was done in all seriousness. He wasn't, like, joking around. No, totally serious. And, like, I can't imitate Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> you do that to men, Ricky. You have no, that power over I don't know. I, uh... See, if I'm a woman, I'm taking that as a compliment. Well, I'm like, only, this, guy, this guy is so into me that he barely was here. It's only <laughs> that he barely was here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice try. Trying to protect all those men. Okay, let's go to Jack now. Jack, what's your first move? So, I'd work all day long, and I'd come home for dinner. And, you know, get told, that, oh, I got lasagna in the oven for you. I made it. Right on. And then to find out it's just the... Uh, frozen great value ones that you get from Walmart. Really? That's the issue? Is that it's like you're you're upset that it's not homemade? Yeah. How could you not be? <laughs> wow. Well, you know, he's got standards, Tucker. Was the pasta any good, though, at least? Uh, no. <laughs> Ricky, on to your second move. So, it's going to be the same guy because, you know, I was thinking maybe that was just a one-off thing and he's not normally like that. So, we ended up having sex again. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure I enjoy this. Yeah. (laughs) And I am kind of like anticipating some weirdness. I'm just lying there just to figure out what's going to happen next because I'm really curious. And he did not sound like Chewbacca. Oh, that's that's an improvement. Yes. So this time it was different. He put his head back, leaned, put his arms out, and screamed like Michael Jackson. Wow. Yeah, he was like, A (laughs) high-pitched. Oh, okay. And I was like, so you're just always going to scream, aren't you? And I actually asked him that and he's like, oh, I thought women like that. <laughs> well, if they're fans of Michael Jackson and Star Wars, I think so. But clearly you're not, Ricky. I know. Uh, I love Michael Jackson and Star Wars and I, but I don't want to hear it when I'm having sex. Huh. Now back to Jack. So not all the time, but every now and then when we'd be uh, having relations in the bedroom, she would uh, beg me to suck one of her big toes. <laughs> like, literally beg me. Say, And she told me the one time, oh, like, you you just don't know what it feels like until you've had someone suck your big toe. Okay. <laughs> like, no. And, like, I've got a thing about feet. People don't clean their feet properly. So I can definitely say I never indulged her 
Oh, what a and shame. Did that upset her? Oh, yeah. You wonder why you didn't get homemade cannelloni and lasagna, <laughs> and I think we figured out what the issue was. Well, wow. guys, um, this might be the most, one of the more bizarre Battle of the X's we've ever had. On the show, but I mean, we got to do our thing now. We've heard two stories from two lovely people. Tucker, how do we pick a winner here? I don't know how you pick a winner. <laughs> Ricky's ex sounded like Chewbacca, then Michael Jackson. Jack's ex, who would opt for frozen Italian food as opposed to homemade, and then was requesting a little toe suckage. <laughs> The good news is everybody walks away with a prize. Yay! But our winner this morning is... I I think this one's too close to call. I'm actually going to flip a coin. All right! Ricky, I got a coin here with heads and tails. I'm flipping it now. You make the call, Ricky. Heads. It is heads. You got it. Congratulations. But both of you are walking away with something nice. Thank you for playing. Thank you. Yeah, it was a tough one. Wow. <laughs> I would like next week to feature the two people they were talking about in our next Battle of the Exes, because I bet they've got some good stories as well. Yes. If you're listening, reach out to us. Frozen food woman <laughs> whose toes were neglected. We want to hear from you. Okay, let's do it. It's a Friday. We've got to do our Friday morning fun facts. What a shock, eh? <laughs> Fundus, are you surprised? Okay, so George Lucas didn't actually win a single Oscar for Star Wars, but his wife at the time did. Really? She won an Oscar for Best Film Editing for the movie, Star Wars, and I wonder if that's what led to them divorcing (laughs) five years later. Well, he doesn't deserve an Oscar for going back and wrecking them all with that stupid extra footage. Well, if he had gotten one, yeah, we would have had to take it away, right? Yeah. The first satellite images on Google Maps weren't actually taken by satellites. They were taken by planes. Oh, yeah? They just made us believe it was from a satellite. Oh. So there's a scene in Deadpool, the movie, where Ryan Reynolds is wearing a B. Arthur t-shirt. It's um, She was one of the actors who was on Golden Girls. Okay. She played Dorothy. Yeah. In order to wear that t-shirt, the producers had to pay somebody $10,000 for the rights what? to wear that shirt. Well, I hope she got money for it. She's dead. Oh. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> But maybe her estate got some of the money from that, right? I hope so. Um, the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's about the 12 days after Christmas, not before? So, like, back in the day, you kept getting gifts after Christmas? They end on January 6th, which is a holiday called the Feast of the Epiphany. Yes, I know it, yeah. Okay, well, that's the 12 days of Christmas, from Christmas Day up to the Feast of the Epiphany. So that's when you're supposed to get your turtle doves and your mockingbirds and all that stuff. Did you know Pretty Woman? The movie was originally called 3,000. And that's for the amount of money Julia Roberts would have been paid for the week of work. Oh, man. And it was supposed to be a really dark, depressing drama, not romantic comedy. But it it totally flipped that movie around from its original plan. depressing drama? If a vampire wanted to suck enough blood to get a good, you know... Meal. Good meal, <laughs> but also leave you alive uh-huh. with, you know, like a, without affecting the circulation or your heart rate. Yes. 
that amount of time would be six minutes and 24 seconds. And you'd lose 15% of your blood. Do I still become a vampire or did he not suck on me for long enough? I never read the Twilight books or saw the movie, so I can't answer that question. I have no idea. I, do you, you don't always become a vampire if you get... No, uh, I think they have to... Oh, I know what they have to do. They have to it? give you a taste of blood, too. Okay. The world record for competing in the most Olympics was set by a Canadian. Uh, a gentleman who attended 10 different Olympics. You want to guess the event? Oh, uh, yeah. It was track and field. No, it wasn't. I, that would be a much harder one, I think, to stay, you know, oh, guys, fitted. Guys who do the shop book can do the discus and the javelin. Come on. No, I think it's even more, uh, it's worse than that. It's uh, equestrian. Just oh. has to hang on to the horse. <laughs> the horse is doing all the work. <laughs> Uh, he attended 10 from 1972 right up until 2012. Guess how many Olympic medals he won? How many? One. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he got one. <laughs> it was a silver in 2008 for team jumping. So, uh, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. else probably carried him on. <laughs> and finally this morning, the world's first breast implants uh-huh. were given to a dog. It was in 1962, and it was a test to see if they'd work. They did! So doctors started giving them to people. That dog's name? Melons. Uh, No. No, you're right. (laughs) It was Esmeralda. That poor dog. Yeah. Couldn't keep the other dogs off of her. (laughs) Had to beat him away with a stick. (laughs) And those are your Friday morning fun facts for this Friday, September the 13th. That's right, Friday the 13th. Welcome to the party. It wouldn't be a party without you. Energy 95.3.